Okay, it's Wednesday, another edition of WeatherWise, the podcast that talks about weather here on Delmarva, across the region, the country, and sometimes across the world. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Wurzik here this week with meteorologist Sloan Haynes. And Sloan, we had uh, finally some rain, much needed yes. rain across the area. Yes. Probably got a little too much in a short period of time. That would be an understatement. Mm -hmm. um, at, at least for parts of Delmarva. Um, the, you know, we have had a lot to talk about since last podcast. Obviously, we were getting toward the end of the remnants of yes. Ian in our area. And now that we're kind of removed from it for several days, we have a lot of analysis now that we can look back and see how much mm -hmm. rain we got. Um, let's catch everybody up. You want to talk about Ian? Yep. So, I mean, we had this rain event starting the last Friday of September. That was September 30th. Started in the early morning hours, and then it continued through Wednesday. So, this is a prolonged rain event. Yes, we had a few bouts of dry weather here and there, but overall, those days were dreary. They were windy. They were wet. Not the best weather to be outside in. Now, Rich had mentioned that last week when we were recording the podcast, it was still raining out there because of the remnants. So we didn't have those final totals yet, what we really wanted to see. And that totals were reflected in the drought monitor that came out last Thursday. So we had some good news with that. But speaking of that rain, it really was Sussex County that they were the money makers with the rain they received the most we saw over six six and a half inches rain fall for lincoln and over six inches of rain for parts of lewis now bethany beach had over 5.3 inches of rain fall there and technology bear with me takes a little bit to reload <laughs> here and there but if we take a look further north as we do approach the dover area we have felt in over five and a half inches of rain and then kit's Hummock, I believe I'm saying that right, uh, 6.02 inches of rain fell there. Um, we did see that Slaughter Beach did receive pretty much 10 inches of rain. A lot of rain fell for them. And making our way further south, you know, towards us here in Wicomico County, nothing close to 10 inches no, of rain for us. Much less. Much <laughs> less, but over two and a half inches, close to three inches fell at the airport in Salisbury. Taking a look at Ocean City. 3.63 inches of rain fell. Moving a little further more towards the bay side, they got a good amount of rain. They saw a consensus of about like two to four and a half inches. So we can see the rain really the heaviest was along the coast for our Delaware counties and especially Slaughter Beach receiving the most rain, Bethany Beach being right up there with it. It was a rainmaking event. And, you know, for those listening that aren't from Delmarva, this is basically the remnants of Ian to catch everybody up. Hurricane Ian that brought all mm -hmm. that destruction to Florida, made its way inland, um, became really a shell of what it was, an upper level system at this point, merged with a new coastal storm off of Delmarva and mm -hmm. brought basically several days worth of wind and rain. So this is a compilation of several days worth of yes. rain that the area received. We were in drought status, at least uh, parts of the area were in, in official full moderate drought status. Sussex County, for instance, mm -hmm. eastern Sussex County and, and uh, the southern part of Delaware, these areas that Sloan was talking about, Slaughter Beach, you know, Bethany Beach, Rehoboth. They're even under a severe drought for That's parts right. of the beaches right there. Like a small little small sliver little of part. them, yeah. but they were. And that rain really helped. Yes, still normally dry for the beaches 
Accomack County still experiencing uh, moderate drought conditions there, but compared to what it was, we don't have the entire peninsula within the abnormally dry, within the moderate drought anymore. So this rain was helpful in taking a look. You mentioned, um, oh, I mentioned Accomack County, they did receive over two inches of rain there. So they got a decent amount, not enough to help them out like how it helped out Sussex County, but any rain, good rain for us still. We're standing by that over the next couple of weeks as well. Any rain will be good rain for us. And it also goes back to how we've talked a lot mm -hmm. in the past podcasts here the past couple months that this time of the year, it's really these these tropical systems that bring us the rain. Mm -hmm. And this was an exact um, you know definition of that, yes. essentially. And Finally got that tropical rain we needed. It was nice to see it. Uh, I know a lot of people were happy about it. Um, during the event, though, maybe not so, and I had a chance to be out Sunday mm -hmm. night, and you're going to touch on these yes. winds in just a moment here. Um, but I took the Mobile Weather Center, our mobile van, weather van out and was checking out some of the conditions in Ocean City. And I initially I went to Ocean City Sunday evening to get a look at the coastal flooding, which we were starting to see along the Maryland beaches, mm -hmm. also getting reports in the Delaware beaches. I went up to Lewis and Delaware to look at some of that, too. But one thing that I noticed pretty quickly while out there was the persistent onshore wind that was strengthening mm -hmm. because this coastal low was developing was really to the point of uh, tropical storm force winds. It reminded mm -hmm. me of being in a tropical storm um, in past experiences I've had uh, back in uh, other markets. I worked in in Mississippi and Alabama, just being in those events before. And I'm sure people here on the coast uh, know what that's like. Um, you're in that consistent wind. It's this battering effect, if you will, this, this constant barrage of the heavy wind plus the heavy rain. And going up the, the uh, Delaware coast, going into Slaughter Beach, where you mentioned Sloan, mm -hmm. picking up over 10 inches of rain, that was probably the most um, intense part of the storm. I think wow. any part of Delmarva saw on Sunday yeah. evening. And had some video I posted on my Instagram, if uh, those of you listening at home want to take a, uh, take a look at that. Just, it looked like, you know, seriously being in a tropical storm. And mm -hmm. it, was, it was tough to drive in it. And at one point on the radar, there was just this thin band of extremely heavy rain that was sitting right over top of northern Sussex County. And that's why we ended up with those in, incredible mm -hmm. rainfall totals in that area. And a lot of that did fall Sunday evening yes. through early Monday morning. So even when you get into these large coastal storms that have, in, impact a large area, still within that you get these fine-tuned small-scale or what we call mesoscale mm -hmm. features that can end up causing so much more in the way of problems, rain, wind for one location. And, as you mentioned, Salisbury and over toward Cambridge and parts yep. of uh, Western Delmarva, not nearly mm -mm. the amount of rain and wind as mm -mm. Uh, those folks uh, in northern Sussex County saw. So it was uh, an intense evening, but, you know, we got out of that. Um, eventually, the winds took a while to die down, but especially along the coast, right? Yes. You were taking a look at some of those wind totals. Yes, so north of Bethany Beach, they saw a wind gust of 58 miles per hour. That was the strongest wind gust for Sunday evening. We were Hoboth Beach, 46 miles per hour. Lewis, 47, same wind gust strength for Ocean City. And this was the strongest of the winds, but it wasn't just that that we were talking about. It was like the buildup of these winds too over the weekend because we saw parts of the boardwalks covered in sand from that. Beach erosion was a huge concern. High tide, another concern with the beach erosion. And moving on to what we saw on Monday in terms of our maximum wind gusts then, they were still strong. We still saw some wind gusts over 40 miles per hour, especially at the beaches. Bear with me again, technology wants to move very slow me. There we go. So taking a look at Monday, we also saw 40 to 50 mile per hour wind gusts along the beach. But as we make our way further inland, Georgetown, 
39 miles per hour, still pretty breezy, still enough to cause concern for some trees. I know that it was a little cooler. Some of us might have been encouraged to decorate for the Halloween. fall season. Yeah, yeah Halloween, <laughs> having your, you know, the graveyards out there and the balloons and corn stalks, hay, pumpkins. But Salisbury had a wind gust of 36 miles per hour, so still fairly strong. During the daytime hours for the Ocean City, at least, they were staying around 40 miles per hour when I was doing the noon show. So it was a constant breeze, a constant windy day for the beaches that they saw for five days, basically. So that was the concern that Rich is talking about with this beach erosion, is that we are seeing these stronger winds. Right. And... You know, this is also reminiscent to what we had to deal with over Mother's Day, uh, the Mother's Day weekend mm -hmm. storm. Those, those wind gust totals and wind totals you were talking about or wind speeds, um, we, it was a very similar situation. Maybe not as much rain, mm -hmm. but it caused that beach erosion. And it's that constant wind that was coming out of the east and northeast, a very similar uh, scenario mm -hmm. that not only brought in the coastal flooding, but of course the beach erosion has been another big yes. story. Um, across the area. So it's really two major coastal storms that Delmarva, specifically mm -hmm. the Delaware beaches hardest hit, have seen in a few months period of time. Yes. And it, it's and good to- And even within a year's period of time, while it wasn't the beaches last year that had the historic of coastal flooding, it was Crisfield for us around this time of year. That's and right, on the other side of Delmarva. On the other side of Delmarva and people's houses, six inches of water, it does a lot of damage. And we had viewers calling in I did during the before the noon show saying I saw we're under a coastal flood warning should we move everything and I was like it's not going to be not nearly what, as bad nearly as bad it'll be your backyard more than your house and they were nervous because they spent the whole past year you know fixing up everything that had happened um, and it only be concerned that again so that was only a year ago that we had that event over Halloween weekend. And you were talking about people uh, contacting you. Mm -hmm. I got some messages on the other side of Delmarva from people in Chincoteague that had evacuated yes. Chincoteague. And they were staying at hotels in Salisbury and they were asking, you know, we're under this coastal flood advisory. The water was already coming up to- Schools were closed. Right. The, when is this gonna end? And mm -hmm. um, that's the problem that we get into. And, and you know, people that live in these flood zones, they get it because they experience it. But I think a lot of people don't realize it's not just one flood event. Mm -hmm. You have your high tide, which causes your flooding. Yes. But as the waters recede, it's a back and forth. Each high tide cycle going, you know, It's not fully out. receding either, right. too. And that's the concern is with each high tide, we're seeing the water just trekking a little further more inland. Right. And that was the concern, especially with the high tides we had on Monday. That was the big concern, especially I mean, Ocean City. We all saw the videos of people driving through as they shouldn't have been doing, right, but driving through idea. those floodwaters. And I remember looking at it and there's a restaurant I love over there, Ocean City, Fenwick Island area. And mm -hmm. that's only where I park my car, one of those side streets. And I was like, I normally park my car there. And then I looked out, I'm like, oh, that's just the bay right there in the video. I'm like, why was I tagged in this? And then I saw that they were in their car and that was the, they were in basically the bay. And I thought to myself- That's a crazy scene. <laughs> it's crazy to see somewhere that like you go, that you frequent to look like that. And I feel like that's how a lot of people in Ocean City felt. I feel like no matter how many coastal floodings you'll go through, how many events like this you'll go through, it'll always be a shock. Like it's not you, an everyday yeah, thing. Yeah, it's and not an everyday thing. You get used to, um, you, that's the, it's almost the trade-off, the wonderful living out mm -hmm. here, being able mm -hmm. to live across, along the beach and have so many parts of the year be great to be, mm -hmm. you know, just here. Some 
and that's the trade-off you get into these storms. Some obstacles as well. Right, right. And um, thankfully, this uh, ended up actually not being as bad as it could have been. I think mm -hmm. that if the winds, and they were talking about this at the Weather Service, I mm. should say, a lot of the National Weather Service folks uh, dealing with the hydrology side of it, um, it could have been worse had we had had maybe another 12 to 24 hours of the wind and, you know, the aided rainfall. Mm -hmm. Could have been looking at a much different situation yes. with the flooding on top of what we already saw. Mm -hmm. So happy that that ended up transpiring to be a little less than catastrophic, thankfully. Mm -hmm. But I know for, you know, it just takes one or two homes in a neighborhood. And for those folks, mm -hmm. you know, that's their life that's uh, yeah. upended. So um, hopefully everybody's getting back to normal from everything we've been seeing. And that's uh, good news. But we've been continuing to track the tropics. We had, what, Julia? Yes, we had Julia formed last week. Uh, became a hurricane briefly before landfall on Nicaragua's coast. Brought heavy rainfall to parts of Central America. But then once we headed into Monday of this week, that was no longer our concern because it went off into the Eastern Pacific. It was still Julia. Remember, remember you and I did this podcast did. about the naming. It was still Julia. It retains its name. It retained its name. It finally weakened. But then northeast of Julia, I have to do the hand motion to know <laughs> my directions. Northeast of Julia, there was an area to watch in the Bay of Campeche that as of Tuesday morning had an 60% chance of development over the next uh, five days, also the next 48 hours, continuing to monitor the system. Right now, looks to be more of a concern for the um, Gulf of Mexico, really for the coast of Mexico. We'll continue to monitor that though. I mean, hurricane season's not No, it's not done yet. and it shows you how quickly it yeah. could ramp right back up. And I was watching your noon newscast mm. or your noon weathercast right before we uh, recorded this podcast here and I saw where you were showing that, uh, that area of development. Mm. And, you know, the night before my 11 o'clock newscast, um, the numbers I had were 30%, and then you're yeah. showing that it was already bumped up to 60, 60, and it was starting to look a little more promising for development mm -hmm. on the satellite picture, and you're like, oh boy, here we go again. That's how quickly yeah. things can change. Especially so, out there in the Bay of Campeche, the Gulf of Mexico, how warm it is. Those waters are, yes, stay very warm I, well into fall. I was reading, though, we're seeing a little bit quieter in the Atlantic. When normally this is the time of year we see it a little bit busier because this is when the Atlantic Ocean is fairly warm still, is that there has been a blast of Saharan uh, dry air. Remember, hurricanes, tropical systems, they don't like dry air, so... Not the best news for them, but the best news for us. It's so we'll take it. After this, um, you know, it was an early start to the season. Then we had that almost historic stretch of quietness. Yes, it was great. I said, then oh, this. this is amazing. And then it was literally like the flip of a coin. It blew up. I, I was looking at one of my old graphics uh, I made a few weeks ago at one point. Um, I was just going through and kind of cleaning stuff up. And I saw one of the graphics I had watching the tropics, mm. and I think I had five or six areas circled. And I had the map zoomed out as far as possible because we had that much mm -hmm. activity going on. But, uh, yeah, it's good to see a lot of that uh, starting to quiet down across the area. And, um, you know, we keep an eye on uh, what's happening with that, obviously. But sometimes you have some beautiful things that happen in between. We've had some great weather, some extremely quiet weather after this storm. High mm -hmm. pressure has given us some of the chilliest nights we've had so far this season. Um, you know, nights in the 30s, even some reports of frost Sunday morning, yes. even Monday morning, a couple reports. And, you know, we weren't looking at a it major frost cold. scenario, but <laughs> it was cold. It was really cold. And it gives you an idea that just because we're in Del Marva, where we're buffered by the Chesapeake Bay and the ocean, which can temper it or help uh, you know, insulate us, if you will, from extreme temperatures, mm. Del Marva is still at night, a good clear sky, no wind. 
the radiational cooling, yeah. as we call Winters it, it, here are chilly. it can happen. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was just as cold as it was back in the other side of the bridge in yeah. the D.C. Baltimore area where they were expecting more in their northwest suburbs uh, frosty conditions, mm -hmm. and we weren't. And we did have a few pockets of that. But I just want to leave with this one last note, too. Um, something to keep an eye out this time of the year. We had a full moon recently. Mm -hmm. um, you get these clear skies, no wind. Sometimes you get some really cool moon rises over the mm -hmm. waters. And I actually had a picture sent in to me by uh, somebody in Lewis. You can check that out on our Facebook page. But uh, the Omega Moonrise, it was really cool. Oh, it was a beautiful picture. You saw that, yeah. Yes. And Very, you get that little warm layer of air. It looked like a painting. It does, yeah. It almost looks fake. You yeah. look at it for a second. Sometimes when I see, like, you know, like I like to look up at the sky, I like to look up at the clouds, and I'm like, this is like a painting. Is right. this real is this or is real? this a figment of my imagination? <laughs> and that's, and you know, that's, I guess, maybe the consolation for dealing yes. with all the crummy weather. We get those yes. kind of nice scenes. Those nice those nice nights. Very, very nice nights. So keep that in mind for sunrises, sunsets, moonrises, moonsets. They're really cool, um, you know, mirages that set up with the, the differential heating near mm -hmm. the surface. It gives you that stretched look during these uh, horizon shots. And if you want to check that picture out, but of course, if you have pictures, we always like to see them. You can always find us on social media, all, all three of us, uh, Ulysses, myself, and Sloan, and Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, Instagram. You can send us those pictures. And of mm -hmm. course, email always works, whether at WMDT.com. But uh, talked about a lot this week, Sloan, and I'm yeah. sure we'll have a little more to talk about next week as we get further into fall here in Delmarva, keeping an eye on the tropics as well. But uh, that'll be it for this week for another edition of WeatherWise here from the meteorologist at 47ABC, WMDT.